And welcome to the Missions Podcast, the show that explores your hard questions on missions, theology, and practice to help goers think and thinkers go. I'm Alex Kochman, Director of Communications and Media with ABWE, joined again, as always, on this Christmas occasion by Scott Dunford, pastor of Redeemer Church in Fremont, California. Scott, how did your kids react? How did your wife react when you left her on Christmas morning to drive to the studio and to record? That's man, that's such sacrifice. I'm so glad that you yeah. did that for us. And Merry Christmas to you, brother. And, and hold on, just let me deal with my deacons real quick who are upset that I'm not in the pulpit right now. That's right, because it is Guys, the Lord's Day. The church church can wait. We're doing the missions podcast. So just wait. I'll be right there. Okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah. B- I'm back, Alex. This Priorities. is obviously important. The presents can wait. The kids can wait. Um, you know, even well, I, I feel like it's almost sacrilege to say the Lord's Day can wait. Uh, but um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. We, we are. Can't, we can't keep this up any longer. <laughs> it, the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> this show is pre-recorded. If you thought it was live, oh, I'm man. sorry to burst your bubble. But it is the month of December. So that that part is true. That is true that we are telling the truth right now. It is the month of December. I won't say what day, but it is December. So, you know, obviously I love Advent. I love Christmas. This is my favorite time of the year. Uh, And um, there's always a a I love I love the way Advent builds in that like season of expectation of the Mm. and it's it's the you know, on the calendar, it's the beginning of the Christian year in the sense of like we're telling the gospel story all over again with the coming of Jesus Christ yeah. into the world. So clearly there's huge mission implications. And I just feel like this year has been a year of just seeing a, opening one gift after another of amazing thing that God that God's doing around the world. And I'm so thankful that this missions podcast, even though it's a it's a small thing, a, you know, small, relatively small listenership that God allows us to talk about. I think some of the greatest things happening in the world today. Yeah, uh, I, I first of all, we, we thank uh, God every day for what he's doing through this show. Uh, we're entering our sixth year as a show, which is just incredible. Unbelievable. to me. Yeah, it, it, it is amazing. It started as a conversation on a plane that you and I were having and uh, how the Lord has used it. Just this past year alone, uh, you, our listeners, we know of 18 or 19 of you that enlisted to serve as missionaries with ABWE because you discovered the organization through the show. And that's just the stories that we know of. We don't know of how many other people. That's just ABWE. That's just one agency. How many other people, though, were motivated and mobilized to the harvest Mm. because of the conversations that we're having here and really the premise of the show, which is recognizing, yes, you can, you can love your theology. You can love uh, a a big God entranced view of scripture in the world and culture. And, and yes, you can also put boot leather on that faith and you can take that out into the world. And, you know, right now, Scott, with, uh, with Christmas, uh, because it is the Advent season and we're celebrating the birth of our Lord. uh, Yeah. Like you're saying, everything resets, And we're thinking about the gospel story all the way through for the first time. And yet I'm grieved at how often we're desensitized to the glory of it because Mm. the songs and the passages of scripture are some of the most missiological and optimistic texts and (laughs) songs of scripture and of the church and of our worship that we interact with anytime year round. I mean, we're talking about peace on earth. We're talking about the government will be upon his shoulders. I mean, there's so many important things there that, that the King was born and he's King over all of the nations. And it's such the nation streaming to Zion, nation streaming to Zion. And it's, and it's hidden in this, 
in this holiday that has so mm-hmm. much uh, potential for distraction with all of the the pomp and circumstance that we add around it. But oh, what a joy to delight and to celebrate Christmas, especially when it overlaps with the Lord's Day. Yeah, it's a to, I, honestly. I, I, I can speak with joy imagining that we are on the 25th of December going, I can't imagine a better day. Like we get to go to the, get, get, go to the house of the Lord, worship the Lord um, with his people and, and celebrate Christ coming into the world, then go home and enjoy that, that amazing time with our families. And uh, I just pray that it's a blessed time for you. I, I pray for our missionaries around the world. I, I loved Christmas when we were overseas. It was a special time. It was really quiet. Uh, didn't have the hustle and bustle of America, but it can be hard too. Uh, it's hard, I think, for single missionaries who are missing family back home, especially, and maybe don't have a family to celebrate with. It's hard when you've got family members back home who maybe are suffering or getting older, mm-hmm. uh, when your kids are back home and you're, you know, you're empty nesters. Those are hard things. So our special prayer to our missionaries who are listening that are celebrating Christmas and uh, maybe they're heavy hearted. Mm. Yeah. And we can also talk about those that don't have the opportunity to openly celebrate Christmas or just yeah. the Lord's Day. Uh, yeah. I was reading a, a bit of a story that was a part of ABWE's Advent devotional uh, just the other day, uh, telling the story of one of our Afghan believers that we've been privileged to serve through the Afghan initiative, which if you're not familiar with it, mm-hmm. we're taking Afghan believers, Christians who fled Afghanistan, who fled the Taliban, many of them under direct threat of persecution. And we were able to place them in places throughout North America where they can continue to engage in ministry in gospel ministry with fellow refugees and people including from Fremont. Afghanistan yeah. and other parts of Central Asia and exposing them to the gospel from someone that already understands their culture and their language. So we were able to not only help rescue, but also mobilize these incredible people. Uh, but hearing stories of them sneaking to gatherings uh, on, on Christmas to, to celebrate the birth of Christ. And, you know, yeah. just what, what a perspective change, Scott. I know it was a point of controversy among many evangelicals, whether or not they would hold church on Christmas Day because it falls on a Sunday this year. And yet to recognize that in the places where the gospel is advancing, where we believe we need to send missionaries, that there are people there that are willing to pay a very heavy price to celebrate yeah. Christ, to remember the beauty of the incarnation. Our friend Steve Meister, who's been on the show before, Steve, who's uh, a part of a ministry that's involved in uh, Bible translation. He's also a pastor up in the Sacramento area. Uh, But Steve was sharing just the other day how he came to church, I believe it was in 1994, on a Christmas day as an unbeliever invited by his neighbor. And then Mm -hmm. within a year at the age of, uh, I'm getting the year wrong. I'm getting the year wrong. But anyways, uh, was was converted within that year. Yeah, that's right. That because he was invited by uh, a neighbor to church on Christmas day when it fell on a Sunday, you know, there's incredible work that God can do in terms of mission through this Christmas season. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just think of some of the, you know, some of the things that God's been doing around the world and some of the things ways we're praying, you know, continuing to pray for the, the Afghans that are coming to America and the Afghans that are over there. I've got a friend with another agency that, that is, uh, He's in prison in Afghanistan right now. And, you know, mm. you think about that, you think about the Ukrainians and, and the huge 
huge ABWE connection with Ukraine and the ministry in Ukraine and, and the difficulties that are going on in that country and around, uh, around that country, even some of the conversations we've had even recently on this show. Um, you know, you think of, uh, even, you know, places like China where there's a lot of unrest or, or, um, you know, Iran in which we, you know, we, a few years ago we did an episode on, on what God's doing among the Iranian people. And, uh, it's, in, you know, it's, it's incredible. And, uh, God's working, even though we might see, you know, things on the news that are discouraging to us and, and feel like major setbacks, um, for what God's doing in his kingdom. Um, I think that sometimes we just get stuck in our little bubble of, of discouragement and gloom. And when really God's moving, even through these upsetting of nations and, and overturning of kingdoms, uh, and he's accomplishing his, his will. And, uh, mm-hmm. it all started with, uh, Christ stepping down and condescending to be born in a manger and, uh, and, and how that, you know, what, a, what an unusual way <laughs> for God to change the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, the, there was a song in the nineties, you know, strange way to save the world. Right. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and, and you talk about the, the global tumult and crises and not just global, but for those of us in the States feeling incredibly heavy things. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's the context that the prophet Isaiah is speaking to, uh, chaos and judgment yeah. and, and war in his own day. And, and in Isaiah nine, he's, he's talking about, uh, the rod of Midian, but, but it's being broken. The suppressor's rod over the nation is being broken. Uh, and every boot of the trampling warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood, will be burned as fuel for the fire. So there's a day of peace coming for unto us a Amen. child is born to us. A son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace of the increase of his government and of peace. There will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. And you read that and you're like, how can that possibly happen? Certainly that's never going to happen in history. Maybe, maybe someday, but we're not even going to begin to see that, you know, now as far as, you know, the gospel changing anything. And yet what is the guarantee of that? The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. So as zealous as God is, as he's capable of being, which is to say perfect, Perfectly, completely zealous for his own glory, his own fame, his own purposes. That's what's going to bring this about. And here we are standing 2000 years later uh, and, and standing on the shoulders of giant after giant after giant, all this great cloud of witnesses, of missionaries and others in the life of the church who've gone before us celebrating here we are again, that simple, strange way to save the world. So that's what I'm meditating on, Scott. And I'm curious your thoughts. It's beautiful. And, and those... You know, those are some of the key Advent passages, even even this year that we're meditating on Isaiah chapter two of of, you know, in that day, you know, Mount Zion being lifted as the highest of the mountains and the nation streaming uh, mm. to worship the Lord and be taught in his ways. And then just a reminder at the end of chapter uh, verse five in Isaiah two of just, you know, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. There's an encouragement in the middle of of Advent hope. Yes, yeah, some of these things seem distant and far off of all these. It's hard to imagine. Imagine in the middle of difficulty, uh, all the good that God is, is doing. But Isaiah gives this future hope and says, because of the future hope right now, 
live in the light of the Lord. And, mm. uh, I think that's important for us as we think through this, you know, this season, as we, we get caught up in the enjoyment and the festivity, and sometimes it can be exhausting and tired. And for our missionaries who are around the world, who maybe are, are, this is probably the end of a very busy evangelistic outreach season for you. Um, don't despair. Don't give hope. Don't give up hope. Keep, keep focusing on the Lord and, and continue to walk in the light of the Lord. Um, mm. God, God's purposes and his promises are true and they're going to come to fruition. And so that gives us hope and encouragement to, to keep following him right up to the end. Amen. All right. So real quick before we go, Scott, what's your favorite Christmas gift that you've ever received? Oh man. Other than the privilege of doing this show today on Christmas day, that's gotta be up there. If I say the wrong thing, I'm going to like offend somebody. You Uh, You will. Yeah. So I, I can't, this is terrible. Now you're going to have to edit all this. Uh, I am. What, what did I get last year? Uh, <laughs> That's okay. I don't know what I would say either. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I can't, I, I can't I, probably. Okay. I'm going to give a really cheesy answer, but it's true. Okay. Go for uh, it. December 18th, 1999, seven days before Christmas, my daughter was born. And, uh, well, there you and go. now this Christmas, um, she's expecting our first grandchild in May. So, um, yeah, I'll say my daughter Haley, that was probably the best Christmas present anyone could ever get. Well, my How favorite about you? Christmas gift, uh, my favorite Christmas gift obviously is Jesus. Since oh, he is God's Christmas me. gift to us all. Yes. And that's my total cop-out answer because I, I don't remember say, what I got last year. I thought you were going to say these shoes that I received, uh, <laughs> these these special Christmas Well, shoes. I wanted to buy them for my mama, please. Um, <laughs> but uh, and it, it was Christmas Eve. The shoes were just her size. We need to end this show right now. Or, or how about this, Alex? One, one day, you, you, you last Christmas, you shaved off your beard and you donated the hair to a to a, a, a hair company and your wife had just spent all of her <laughs> Christmas money to buy you beard balm and uh, the special beard balm that you, you use. know, I will say this, my beard balm, I, I think I first started applying balm to my beard. I think it was a Christmas gift. Um, and now I don't go a single day without using Honest Abe's Beard Butter. You can buy it on Amazon for about 12 bucks. And there you go. That was a free Our sponsor uh, for the show. Unendorsed. That's right. Sponsored by uh, and, and in light of that Beard terrible Ball. way to end uh, today's episode. We're going to just cut it off right there. Uh, <laughs> quit while we're ahead. So thank you for joining us. And we're so thankful for you. Seriously, for watching, for listening. We hope that you're blessed by this work. It's a ministry. Uh, it, yes. It's a, it's a job, it's work, all those sorts of things, but it is a ministry and it's a privilege to be able to bring you content on missions and theology each week. So Merry Christmas to you, to your family, to your church, to those that you're serving with. If you're serving elsewhere in the world, we're so grateful for you. The Missions Podcast is a ministry of ABWE. To learn more, go to abwe.org. And until next week's episode, which is coming up, which we're going to be talking about some of the top missions books to read next year. So while you're making your resolutions list, go ahead and carve out some space on your calendar to be reading some important missiological texts. Until that show, though, Merry Christmas and have a happy new year. Bye-bye.